Colossians 1 26. The secret that has been covered from the world and from the eras is now revealed to his holy ones. God desire, desires making known to those in the Gentile peoples what are the riches of the glory of this secret. And what is the secret? That the Messiah is in you, the hope of our glory. The Messiah is in you. This is the secret. And this is where, you know, you kind of look at it and you say, is this being taught everywhere? Nope. <laughs> but it is being taught when it's been revealed. That it is the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, who is in you. He's in you. He's not far away from you. He's not coming. He's not like, hey, hold on, I'll be there in a little bit. He's already there. What are the implications of this mystery? Because it says it's the secret or the mystery that has been covered from the world and from the eras. In other words, we're talking about generations of time that nobody knew about this. No one knew. And it's now revealed. People want to know, is there going to be anything new or is everything always the same on the earth? Is there going to ever be anything new? Well, apparently, there has been some new things in the past that had never existed before. For example, this secret. That's a pretty big secret, you guys. Can you imagine? What, is, what are we saying? We're saying that mystically in us, in our bodies, is Jesus. How does that even work? How did that even happen? When did that happen? But here's what it says. God desires making known. In other words, this is Aramaic, so everything's out of order, but God wanted everyone to know this. He wanted everyone to know what are the riches of the glory of this secret. In other words, of everything that you're looking for in the world, in the soul, relationships, money, prestige, acceptance, whatever it is that you're looking for, this is the riches that have been revealed within you. The Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus is in you. And these are the kind of things that we can sit and ponder and think about that brings us into this realm of God's glory. Because when we're thinking of ourselves as separated from God, what do you think of? What do I got to do to fix it? How do I fix this? For those that are in the world, they're like, who knows how to fix it? If I go to one of them churches, they're just going to condemn me anyway. I guess I'll just have to figure it out when I'm dead, you know? And people just live their lives oblivious to what is happening, completely blinded to what is happening. And what is happening? Oh, you're a sinner. You don't know that you're a sinner. Listen, people know that they're sinners. They know that. You don't have to go tell them that they're a sinner. I mean, they even reflect the sin that's on them. They look, they look like it over time because they're just so aware of sin. They see it everywhere. You know, I, you go out and, you know, you listen to people talk who don't know the Lord. Um, who don't know about this hope, about this mystery, about this secret, about God in them. They don't know this. And they're just thinking, it's just going from bad to worse. You know, there's a couple good things here and there, but most of the stuff is just from bad to worse. And the longer they're out there, the worse it gets. So as they get older, it gets worse and worse. Unless, unless this secret is revealed to them. And it's true. You could say, well, I know. Well, if you talk to a person and they have this hope in them, it's because that secret was revealed at some point in their life. And what is that hope? What is that hope of our glory? Is Christ revealed in us? Now look what it says here in the next verse. We are his heralds. We are his heralds. And we teach and we are schooling all humans with all wisdom. 
that all humans will stand as perfectly polished in the amount of work that they do. No, in Jesus the Messiah. <laughs> the amount of Bible verses they've memorized, the amount of church services they've attended, the amount of poor people they've helped, the amount of, no, they have been perfectly polished in Yeshua, Jesus. He's the one that polished us. He's the one that perfects us. It's true. That's what it says. Okay? So the secret has been, that has been covered from the world. People say, well, why would God hide something? That seems so not nice. Well, do you hide your Christmas presents from your kids at Christmas time? Yes. Is that not nice? No, that's nice because it's a surprise. <laughs> and you also have time. At Christmas, there's an appointed time to open presents, and it's been established beforehand. Well, God has those too, an appointed time to reveal a thing. So some of it is hidden because it's not time yet. It is not within the time that has been set because God knows how everything is moving and working in a way that we couldn't even comprehend, not in our soul anyway, but he knows that when the time is correct, then this thing will open up. And that is God's wisdom. Now, can we have God's wisdom? We can because we've been given the spirit of wisdom. <laughs> the spirit of wisdom reveals the wisdom of God. Now, we say, well, I want to be smart. Well, fine, go read some books and be smart. But the wisdom of God is not that smartness. There is a logic that God operates in called a logo. In the Greek, it's logos. So when you're thinking of things like, um, I usually do this, then I do that, then I do this. That's logical for me, right? And God's like, I usually do this, and then I do that, and then quantum shift this and then multi-dimension that and that's how i do it and you're like oh what <laughs> what just happened there you know and that's because he has his own we call this the mind of god or the mind of christ so there is time there is space there are secrets that are covered then to be revealed are there any more of these guesses yes there are many more of these that I personally believe there's an infinite number of secrets that God is going to reveal to us. And it's going to be revealed inside of time. And if you'll notice that one secret leads to another secret, which leads to another secret, which leads to forever and ever and ever and ever. You see why we say that when you're moving in the spirit, always start in the right spot. Always start in the right spot. One of the reasons that people get in trouble is they start in the wrong spot and they go to the wrong places, okay? Start in the right spot, and that's just a quick adjustment of your um, intuition or your um, inclination of where, of where you are, okay? So, you're always talking about um, Christ in us. So what is it? God revealed the secret, the mystery. Mystical, you're mystical, right? <laughs> because you have mysteries revealed to you, okay? But it always starts with Christ. It always starts with this understanding of the fact that it's Jesus who Perfects, perfectly polishes us or perfects us. It isn't about our works. It isn't about the things that we did to deserve a thing. It was about something that was revealed in us that we agreed with. That we agreed with. We talk about faith, right? What is faith? It's to see. Is it not? When you see it, You've come into agreement with it. You see it now. Christ, Jesus, 
on his back was laid stripes, whip marks. And those stripes on his back healed my body. How did that happen? That's 2,000 years ago, Jamin. That doesn't have anything to do with you today. But it does have everything to do with me today. Because those stripes on his back, those whip marks from being, because he wasn't whipped with a little whip. It wasn't like a little piece of leather. I mean, it had like, you know, shards of glass and metal and stuff. And they would whip the back and it would rip the flesh off of the back. Jesus' body took my pain, took my sickness in his body so that I could be well, healthy, and whole. Now, I know this. I have a mystery revealed to me about Christ in me, the fact that he has brought healing to my body. I have a decision. Do I agree? Do I agree? Or is my faith in pharmakeia, which is, which is medication? You could, you could just put faith in that. Now, who made those medications? Medications, men put things that God did show them on how to help people, how to get better to some degree. They put things, they, some of them put chemicals together. They made chemicals and put them together. Other people found things in nature and put them together. But they were all going to the same destination, which is to make a person better. Okay? But I can hit a limit with some of this where I don't have the right combination yet. Maybe I haven't figured it out. Maybe I did this, then I did that. But these things didn't work together. Well, I have something higher that I can put over all of that. And that is what Jesus did in me. So I can try to make myself better. And there's nothing wrong with that. When I say, don't make yourself better, God made you better. I don't mean don't try to better your life. I don't mean don't go to school and learn and do different things. Of course you do that. But I'm saying, where does the energy come from? It comes from him. Where does the, I use the word energy, okay? Because we know about energy. We know you need electricity, you need a generator if your electricity goes out. You know about energy. I need energy to turn the lights on. I need energy, right? Because if not, I have a light with no, no light. I have a lamp with no light, right? I need energy so everything here is ready to go, but without the energy, there's no light. Christ in you is the energy that empowers all of the systems that are in you. It's Christ. You have all of these in you already, but they're not running without energy. And he's the energy, okay? And I'm using a different word. You're probably used to uh, people using the word power. But it's actually energy or frequency or source, okay, that gives you power, for example, over sickness, over mental illness. A lot of people are suffering mental illnesses. Where do those come from? Well, they come from demons and from wrong thoughts. People meditate on the wrong thing so long that they create this fabric or matrix and they live inside of it. But Christ in you is the power to demolish the matrix. He doesn't just let you out of it. The scripture says he demolishes it. He turns it into a fine powder and then the spirit blows it away like dust and it's gone. And you'll say to yourself, where did that mentality come from? Have you ever had that? I've had that happen many times in my life where I've had an encounter with God, an encounter, not a teaching, mind you, just an encounter where I'm like, and my entire mindset shifted. It is, I don't even, I barely even remember how I used to think. It's a lot like when you were a child and you got older and then you used to think a certain way, then you think a different way, then you think a different way, but now in the spirit. Now the way that you used to see things isn't the same anymore because of the power of Christ within you demolishing. Now what does it demolish? It talks in the scripture 
about arguments. It's the power of God to demolish arguments. Have you ever watched these guys on the internet and they're talking about certain things and some of them have like these words that they're speaking. You're like, well, that was really well said. You know, like they had an ability to really um, articulate a certain viewpoint. You're like, that's really good, you know, and it helps people sometimes because people sometimes if it's based in the truth. okay. now people can take a lie and do that same thing. And they can do it over and over again. And you can have a thousand people articulating a lie in so many different ways. And you're like, because I remember I was watching a video. I always use this as an example because it's the most extreme example I have. I was watching a video. It was a documentary. It looked like it was done on PBS or something. I watched the whole thing. And you know what was it about? It's about this guy who went down to Antarctica in the 1940s and found out that Antarctica was the end of the earth because the earth was completely flat. And I watched the whole thing as a documentary. And I was like, well, how about that? The earth is flat. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. No, it's not. <laughs> but it was so convincing that I thought the earth was flat for like about, now I'll tell you, it was about 20 seconds or so. I was like, I was like the earth. And then, and then I just thought about it a second. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not flat. You can look at the earth and see. So look at the moon. There's certain things you can see. So, so because of our information influx, okay, there's total garbage out there that is so well, so finely articulated. You're like, you have perfectly polished that, as they say, turd. <laughs> it is perfect. You've done such a good job of, well, because it's, it's not true. You know, it's not true, right? And so, but that's what they, that's the expression. But, but that, exactly. But the, but the information that people get every day through the internet, there is a lot of that, a lot of it, a lot. And, and, and they are finely articulated, right? So your own mind, your own words that you speak every day form much stronger synapses and connections within your brain than anything you would ever watch on TV or the internet because you believe your own words. They're your own thoughts. You created them in your own mind. They are the most reliable for you personally. God knows that. This is the reason why we watch what we speak and watch what we think because what we're thinking and we're speaking are creating that matrix. You don't want to have a matrix created you want to receive life from God himself, which means that you're constantly changing. You're constantly changing. <laughs> Who's the one that changes not? God. Who's the one that changes a lot? Me. <laughs> Why is that? Because I am changing into the image of what I behold, and what I'm beholding is him. And the more that I behold him, the more that my mind changes over to perceive things through the light of the power of God within me not through some other false light. Because there are false lights out there. They're like, oh, we're, we're a light, and they're not a light at all. It's darkness. So it is Christ in me, the secret that has been covered from the world. And here's the other thing. At the, at the end here, it says that the Messiah is in you, the hope of our glory. The hope of our glory, Okay. Now, I want us to understand this, okay? God does not want you to fail. God does not want you to expire. <laughs> he does not want you to leave your body before the time. He does not want you or before you're full of life, as it says in Psalm 91, with long life will he satisfy me. If you're not satisfied, you know, and God has put a purpose in every person's life to fulfill that brings them joy. And sometimes as you're going through that process to get to that joy, you have to do some work. And it's okay. It's okay. He's with us. He's in us. He loves us. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. He's full of joy. He's full of peace. That's what's in us. So when I say enjoy the Lord, I mean enjoy the Lord. Laugh. If you need to laugh, laugh. If you need to have, maybe you needed to cry. Okay, but now laugh. <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Because it's Christ in us. It's his power in us. Not our own, our thoughts, we live in our own reality of our own thought matrix. We do, right? But does it mean it's true? No, it means that's the thought matrix you created for your own life. Christ has invaded that space in us. And now, what is it? We have within us a secret that's been revealed. Now, it says in verse 28 that we are his heralds. That means that we're the ones that declare this. We're the ones that say this to people we meet. I tell people this all the time. God loves you. He's got a great, there's some great stuff ahead of you. He's got a plan for you. There's some things that are going to happen in your life that God is setting up for you. He's setting you up to win. They give jo Joel Osteen such a hard time for saying that. It is 100% the gospel. God does have good plans for you. People, yeah, but people do bad things. And it, we're not talking about people. We're talking about God. If you're going to herald something, if you're a herald, right, that means someone's giving you a message that you're, it's not your message. This isn't my message. Paul said that many times. He's like, it's not a man's message. The gospel's, because men, like, if it was a man's message, it would be like, do your best, and then, hey, it's over, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, pay taxes and die. That's it. There you go. Enjoy. You know, that's a man's message. But Christ's message is exceedingly great. It goes beyond time and space. It's the hope of glory within us. It's God's message for us is what? That he has good in store for us, that he has a plan for us, that he has a future for us that he is super excited about. When you see Jesus, he is pumped. He is excited. He, there's glory radiating from him that gets on you and infects you. And now you're infected with the same glory that was on him. Remember, it's the hope of our glory. Where does our glory come from? We have our own glory. There's a higher, you know, the Bible talks about the different um, bodies and the different glories on the different bodies. Okay, so you have a human body. You have a spiritual body. It talks about the, the, the bodies of birds. You, know, you guys know the scripture I'm talking about in Ephesians? It's talking about the body of birds, the body of fish. There's different kind of bodies. There's heavenly bodies and there's earthly bodies. There are heavenly bodies that are not angels with wings. There are other kind of spiritual bodies, other creations that aren't in the Bible. They would, there are other things, guys. You know, here's the thing. Everyone's like, well, dinosaurs aren't in the Bible. Well, neither are cars. Well, guess what else isn't in the Bible? Other spiritual beings. Some of them are there. You know, there's, there's the, um, the, the, the cherubim, you know, there's different, they, they're not, yeah, if you read the, just read the descriptions of, of those beings. They're not like what we would call natural in this world. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you saw some of them, people could be terrified when they saw them because of what they look like, right? And they and just so you know, they're very powerful. Very powerful, some of these beings. And they're good, yeah. But they're very powerful. And sometimes we can be intimidated by other beings that are powerful. But here's the thing that God helps us with. When, when we start learning who we are, we realize that we're actually powerful. If you don't think you're powerful, you'll get intimidated by things that you think are more powerful than you. But when you realize it's Christ in you, he's the power or what we call the energy of God within us, that energy keeps us going and it actually transforms everything around our lives. Because there are things in the world, okay, that aren't right. Did you notice that? There's some things in the world that aren't right. You're like, have you ever seen something? You're like, that's not right. <laughs> what, what, how do you know it's not right? God. He's telling you that's not right. Well, why is he telling you that's not right? Because you can change it. You can change that. Yeah. You look at something, you're like, that's not right. That, well, who told you that's not right? Well, God did. You knew that wasn't right. You watch some of these TikTok videos of some of these men dressed up in all sorts of paraphernalia. You look at that, you're like, that's not right. <laughs> well, why, why do you know that? Well, because you know what's right and what's in you. You know that's not right, right? But you can change it. How do you change it? Well, connect with God. 
pray for these. Some of these people are, are, are dealing with some severe mental illness. Severe. They've had some really bad stuff happen to them, and it has messed up their head really bad. And some of this is, is made worse because of the pharmaceutical industry. It's making it worse on them instead of better because the pharmaceutical industry needs you to keep paying them money. They need customers. And a repeat customer is good for business. So what God is doing in us is he's showing us what's not right. Now, now, when you see something that's not right, should you focus on it? No, you should focus on Christ in you and then become aware of the presence of God within you and the fact that that situation is going to change. How? Through the power of God that's being released through you, the energy of God, the substance, through you and through everyone else on the earth because we're not the only ones. There's people everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Surprise. Okay? So we are his heralds, and we teach, and we are schooling all humans with all wisdom that all humans will stand as perfectly polished in Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. God loves you. He doesn't hold your sin against you. Why is that? Jesus the Messiah has made you clean. He has made you whole. He has made you one with him. He lives in you. That's the message of the gospel. You can tell people that. You are allowed to tell people that. You are allowed to say it. Now, when you, when you herald this, when you proclaim this to other people, what does it do to them? That same energy and power of God within you comes alive within them. And now things that were in their life, you see, because I'll tell you some of the, of the agreements that we've made on the earth are not good agreements, okay? But they are very convincing when we did make an agreement with them. They could be very convincing. They could be something that, that was just like, you know, you know, maybe it was a, a word of a, a, a relative told us. Maybe a relative said something to us that wasn't true about us, and we agreed with them. Well, just break off that agreement. I don't agree with that anymore. That's not me. You know, I'm not like that. I'm like what God says I'm like. I agree with him instead. You see? So just make that decision to stop agreeing with a lower realm voice. Because they're liars. Remember, you talk, think about, just always think about the most extreme. You can see them TikTok videos and see them guys dressed up and you're going to say to yourself, something's definitely not right there. So you know it gets worse. <laughs> you know it gets worse, right? So we have this going on all over the earth. There was always some, it's always going to be something. There's always something that they mess with people on. I mean, uh, it's very obvious nowadays, but there was other things that people, you know, I should be a young rebel and be a thug, you know? I mean, they have different ideas, right? They come up with different things. People come into agreement with that. Yeah, I'm a young rebel thug, okay? And now you're in prison. Great, that was a good agreement, you know? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you've got to watch what you're agreeing with. You could laugh. Well, that's a good way to get you to come into agreement with something wrong, right? A joke, and now you're laughing with them. You're coming into agreement on that one. Be careful, all of us, be careful what you're agreeing with. Because that's it. So what we should be agreeing with is what the message was that was revealed to us, which is the mystery of Christ within us, of who we actually are. Who are we? That's not me. I don't agree with that anymore. Yep. Well, like we listen to some of the old-fashioned um, country songs, and they talk about poverty a lot. They come into a, they they talk about loss and poverty and sickness and death continually, and and people come into agreement with that. And they, now they talk about other things because they got taken over by Hollywood, you know. So so we have all of this going on, this matrix of concepts. So what did God do? Did God be like, I'm going to tear away that matrix? That matrix is still there. Where did Christ go? In. He went in. He went in. This is the secret, guys. That's why it's a secret. 
he went in. Because to me, it would be like, rip open the heavens, tear down those strongholds, and let heaven come down. That's what you'd think. That makes logical sense. But remember what I said about God's logic. It's not like our logic. He's dimensional. So he said, I love them. I'm going to live in them. He is close. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God, Jesus said, is within you. I was talking about this the other day. Jesus said, the kingdom of God isn't perceived. The kingdom of God is within you. People will say, look over here, there's the kingdom of God. Look over there, there's the kingdom of God. I'll tell you what this country needs. It needs a better government. It needs good Christians in office. That's the kingdom of God. Well, it does need good Christians in office, but I will tell you this, that's not where Christ is. He's in us. What's happening is, is that the more that we partake of our inheritance within us, which is Christ within us, and that's, listen, everything's there. There is healing. There is provision there. There is peace there. There is joy there. Everything is there, and it's within. So we know how to do this. You say, well, how do I partake of Jesus within me? Well, one very simple way is switch your focus. Switch your focus. What are you focusing on? What are you focusing on? Put your focus within instead of all the things around you. All these distractions are made to pull you out. That's what they're made for. They're, for whatever reason, they're like, do this, do that, do this, do that. Think about this, think about that, think about this. And where are you going? You're going out. But if you go in, it's totally different when you go in. Now, we know because we've done it before. You know, we go in, you go in. And where do you go? You go into your heart, in the middle. Remember what the scripture talks about. You've got the Garden of Eden. Okay. You have the outer and then the inner. You have the temple, the tabernacle. You have the outer and then you have the inner. You have the outer and you have the inner. Isn't that what we talked about last time? The outer and then the inner. Okay, Christ is in. Who's without? <laughs> right? Christ is without and within. But here's the deal. The secret is the mystery that, it is, that he is within us. This is the one that was hidden. Hidden. Who else is hidden? You're hidden. <laughs> You're hidden in Christ. You're a mystery. You're a mystery. You'd be like, yep, people told me that before. <laughs> You're a mystery, Jamin. I don't understand you. You're a mystery. But you're a mystery too. Everyone's a mystery in Christ because you're hidden in him, okay? So the more that we focus on Christ within us, okay, we're switching our intention. We're intentionally going in, okay? We're separating ourselves from a mindset that is without, right? Because you have the outer life and the inner life. And it's the inner life is hidden with Christ, you can say, I have a lot of things to do, Jamin. I don't have time for that. But you do have time for it because it doesn't, because time doesn't work like you think. Okay? Time doesn't work like we think. You can go in the spirit and have a day's worth of experience with God in a matter of moments. It's called rich time. You still have time to do what you need to do. You have more than enough time. But what we haven't learned, and we are learning now, is how you work with time and how time becomes, and this is the way I say it because I've learned it this way with time. You work with time, and you, you realize that time is a tool that God's given you, and you can have, and you can bend it. You can bend time. You can, and you do bend time. You know, we, I've given you these examples before about like a fly, when a fly watches TV, because it's in a different time. It uses a different time space. That's the reason why when you try to hit them, they can swoop away from you, because it's like you're standing still. They can see you. They're so fast. They're in, a, they're in a different time. This is scientific. When they watch TV, they only see one frame. They can't see the fluid. They only see the... Sp it just looks like a still picture to them. 
when they're looking at television because they only see a single frame because they're in a different time. You know, time on, on the moon is different than time on the earth. Time on the top of Mount Everest is different than time on the earth. It moves different. Time and space are related, okay? So time and space are related. Now we're talking about the space within you. God knows this stuff. This is actually quantum physics. There's a space within you that God says, I have a place that I'm going to live that's a perfect place that I can fit in you. <laughs> what just happened there? What is it that I don't know? And the answer is a lot. <laughs> so he's in us. So why would I want to focus on without when I have the kingdom within? In Christ. Remember, it's our position. You don't have the kingdom within until you realize who Christ is in you. Once you see him, once you see the Messiah, you see Jesus, not a Christ, not the Christ of a mindset or something, but actually him as a person, the living Christ within us, Jesus, Yeshua within us, the whole of the Trinity within us. That is where we realize where time is. And then you say, all of these, because your soul wants to focus on time from the material realm. It wants to tell you, I have 20 minutes to do this, 30 minutes to do that, one hour to do this, then I got that tomorrow, then I got this other thing, right? And then you have quantifiable material. I have this much money to do this many things, to go to this many places, then I can do this. Then I can save this here, I can spend that there, I can turn that around, I can make a profit here, I can make a profit. This is your soul working. Now, is it wrong? No, your soul's doing what it does. But I'm saying if you shift out of that realm, shift, go in, and now live out of the kingdom realm, all of this stuff starts to move around differently. That's all I can say. It's just way different. I don't know what, how, I don't know what is going to happen before it happens, but it does happen. And it's because of intention. It's because of, of, of an intention in my own heart, which you also have, to go in the spirit first, to position yourself with Christ first, Allow him to become the all in all and then move in him instead of moving without. And like I said, this week I did that. Like I woke up in the morning and, and the spirit said, um, do this. It's really simple. It'll solve everything. And I was like, oh, okay. And, he, and of course, it was right. Okay. But why did I do that? Because I stopped. Uh, gotta try, gotta strive, I gotta do this thing. There's so much, you know, and I'm trying and I'm struggling and I'm, oh, and I'm striving in the soul. And then the Lord's like, just shift. And I went, shift in. I'm now resting. Where am I resting? I'm in the spirit. Christ in me, the power, the energy of Christ within me is coming out into everything that I'm doing and it's affecting everything around my life. It's completely different. Because people will say to you, you know, there's 5,000 people here, and they're hungry, and they've been following us all day, and I have absolutely no idea how in the world you are going to feed them. And Jesus is like, well, what do you got? Well, we got this little kid here, and apparently his mom made him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> and Jesus is like, that's enough. What kind of realm is Jesus operating out of? This is the realm I'm telling us about today. That this is the realm that God wants us to live out of. Christ in you, the one who can take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and feed 5,000 people. That's the substance in us. This is why we should not be bothering with putting um, importance on material things that end up falling apart anyway. But if we would focus within on what Christ is doing in us, follow the joy of the Lord that's in us. This is where God is leading me because I have joy and peace in this and joy and peace in that. And I'm moving in these realms in the kingdom. I'm not being restrained by thought processes that people who men who thought they were doing good but they really were restraining me can you say that yes i can i have experienced it myself 
mentalities that have held me back from doing what I'm supposed to do because I thought you have to do it this way. Why do I do church like this? Because I was told you could do it however you want, and this is the way you should do it. So I do it this way. Why? Because God told me to. It's very freeing just to be yourself. How God made you. This is how God made me, right? How did he make me? In his image, in his likeness. Just like Jesus. Here they come. What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about this? Here they come, talking to you, right? What are you going to do? How are you going to take care of this? This is the outside. Jesus, how are we going to pay the taxes? Go fishing. You know? He's, and we are. We are living in that realm right now. It's a dimensional place within us. Christ, the hope of glory, right? The hope of our glory. We are the ones that preach this. There is no separation. There is no, I've got to work my way into God. He worked his way into us. He's in the holy of holies, in the middle part Right? So you focus on that. You focus on him. You focus on that altar, that place in the middle where the smoke goes up, right? Where there's a burning fire within you, the strong fire of the spirit burning right within the middle part. That's where you go. What's happening? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. I just know that it is Christ within me. And what he's doing in me is so much greater than anything I can even see with my natural eyes. He is greater than any person that comes up and says, I need this. I need that. What about this? What about that? What about the other thing? You know? Someone's needing this. Someone's needing that. And be like, I'm going to live out of my oneness with the Trinity. And I'm going to live my life with the fullness of what God has put within me coming out. And that energy of Christ within me affecting everyone around me. And where is that? Remember we said at the very beginning, what is it that motivates us? What is it that we're hearing from God? What did he say to us? He said that he loves us. He's not your manager. He's your lover, the lover of your soul. He's the one that loves you, and he takes great care with you. Great care. He's very good at details. I'm not always good at details. God is really good at details. <laughs> he comes up with the craziest details, and you're like, you remembered that? But he knows what you notice. He knows what you notice. And he'll show you a thing that you notice because he knows you're going to notice it, <laughs> right? He could do it a million different ways, but he's showing you. Each of these, one of the things you can do is this. So you become aware of your oneness with him within, right? But then you could also become aware of messages, little messages he gives you all throughout your day that you may or may not have noticed but the Spirit of the Lord will remind you. Oh, I really like that today. Why is that? Well, God prepared that for you. He thought about you today at this time where you were, where all the universe was around you, like the whole thing, the whole universe. And he positioned the universe in a way where you're standing right there at that time with that thing. Well, that was nice of him. I can't do that. I can barely even comprehend how he did that. I just know that he did it. And he's saying, I made this message for you today so that you would know how much that I love you. And I do this for you every single day. See, that's the kind of thoughts that'll bring you up into a different level in the spirit. Because it's from that place that we move. It's becoming aware. God desires, verse 27, God desires making known to those in the Gentile peoples 
what are the riches of the glory of this secret? When God wants you to know something, you know it. <laughs> he makes sure you know it. And he'll go over and over and over if it takes if it takes a million times hearing it, he will tell you a million times because he loves us that much. And every time he tells us, he will tell us with the same enthusiasm and love as he did the first time because he's that good. He's that good. Okay? The Messiah is in you. The hope. The hope. Why would I ever tell anybody that God is over here and you're over here and you have to do something to bridge that gap? But I will tell you one thing that you do say. You didn't know this. And by you not knowing it, you haven't been able to partake in it yet. So I'm telling you about it so that you will. See what I'm saying? See how much easier that is? God's in you. You didn't know that. I'm telling you. You see? Surprise. He was always there. Surprise. It's a surprise. Remember? A secret. It's a surprise. Surprise. Here's Jesus. And you're like, what? And then, like, maybe they start speaking in tongues. You're like, what? See, I told you. Look at this. Or maybe they see a vision. Maybe they just sense the Spirit of God all over them. Why is that? Because they're just becoming aware. They're becoming aware. Awareness is a big deal. It's a big deal to being aware, right? We're being aware of our oneness, our oneness in Him. There's no separation with God. He doesn't separate us. He doesn't hold. See, if you think that God is holding sins that you've done against you, Have you ever been in an argument with a person and they're not talking to you? That's a terrible way to argue with people, by the way. But the silent treatment, as they say, you don't even know what you did wrong, but they're not talking to you right now. Some people think that's what God does. They think that's what God, they think, they think, God, why are the heavens, why are the heavens brass? The heavens are brass. I can't hear anything. You know, and, and it's, it's a mindset that people get into where they think God's not talking to them. And he is talking to them. But in their mind, they've convinced themselves that he's mad at them. If God is holding your sins against you, and God is, listen, if God was the God that they teach in religious groups, no one would be alive. No one. Everyone would be dead, and the whole earth would probably be scourged with a fire, and there'd be nothing left of what is being taught in some places. But that's not what is being heralded here, according to Colossians, at all. And if you go through the rest of the scriptures and you read the Apostle Paul, you'll find that he doesn't ever talk like that. God is not holding your sins against you. He has forgiven you of your sins. That is good news. Good news, everyone. God has forgiven you. And he loves you. And people are like, well, do I have to fix this thing? Do I have to fix that? Can you be loved by God for just a second? <laughs> Let's see how that goes, right? Let's see how being loved by God does for you in your life. Will you allow God to love you? Yes, I will. Good. <clears throat> and sometimes you just say that. God, you can love me. God, I feel loved by you right now. God, I intentionally go in and allow you to love me, right? That's all you got to do. You can say it. You can move to it. You can go into it and say just, I am loved. I am a beloved son, or you could say daughter, of God. God loves me. And just thinking about that over time, I know it seems like it's so simple. How could it be so great? But it is, because <laughs> it's not just any thought. These are the thoughts of God towards us and how much he loves us. So this is the message, God in us. And again, this kind, I think this may actually go along with what I taught last week with the outer and the inner, okay? So we have this outer life, and this is where all the soul is working with, you know? Because it may not be worried. You may be doing stuff, but it's going really well for you. Maybe everything's just hopping and popping and everything's happening and things are coming together and you're, that's still a soul. You know, I mean, pat yourself on the back, but you need to go in because that's not what it's about because 
because you can put a lot of things together that are very successful, but it doesn't have anything to do with being loved by God. So you can't get your fulfillment on the outside. It has to be on the inside. Okay? It's always on the inside. I know I use the negative side to contrast it, but there's a positive element to the soul too, where the soul is like, you did great. Yeah, you got it. Good job. Good job. But you know what I do to my soul? I treat it like a child. I'm like, yep, you did. Good job. Now you go down here under the spirit, right? You did good. God loves you too, okay? You listen to me. You listen to me, soul. Okay? I'm going to keep teaching you because you need to be quiet now. Thank You did a good job. Good for you. Good boy. You know, you go sit over there now. Okay? Because you're spirit. You're one spirit with the Lord. You move by the spirit. Our fulfillment is found in him. Our love is found in him. Our accomplishments in our life were already accomplished through him. We sit in the rest and we sit in that seat of rest in the spirit in him and we no longer have to get entangled with the things of the world. You don't have to be entangled in it. You don't. You can be in him and all of this stuff is happening. Why is it happening? Because you're moving in a different dimension. You're moving, you're doing things from a different place. You're not doing them from the soul anymore. You're doing them from the spirit. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God today. We thank you for delivering a timely message to us in regards to our being in you. We just sit in our seat of rest today. We just enjoy Jesus today. We just enjoy you, Lord. Just go in. We just rest in you today. We lay aside all of our accomplishments, all of our failures, all of our questions, all of our answers, and we come in and we sit with you today, or we stand, whatever we like to do, but we're with you, we're in you, you're in us. We just taste today. We taste and see of your goodness, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.